All right, everyone, welcome back to the SMC Dallas podcast. I'm your host, Mo Salas. This podcast exists to help establish and equip college students with topical discussions to help you guys walk with Jesus and impact others for a lifetime. Our guest today is Charlie Gardner. Charlie led one of the most popular breakouts at SMC Dallas back in January on the topic of anxiety. Charlie, we're pumped to have you here on the SMC Dallas podcast. Thanks, Mo. Yeah, glad to be here. Man, I was you say that I was, I was blown away uh, walking in and seeing that many people. Um, I think it goes to show just how much anxiety is, is kind of uh, making its way through our, our society right now. Totally, dude. I remember walking into the arena and thinking, dude, did I miss a main session? This place is packed. Um, and so, man, I, I agree. It, it goes to show anxiety is a major problem facing our society and facing especially college students. I'm sure some of our listeners are maybe back on campus right now and feeling kind of that first wave uh, of pressure and stress hit them. Man, why do you think that is, Charlie? Why is anxiety such a major problem uh, in America and, and especially on the college campus? Yeah, well, you, I mean, I think if you, depending on who you ask, it might say something different. You look at the statistics and man, it is just, it's, our society is ridden with anxiety. And I was actually talking with a group of guys about this uh, a few days ago. We were kind of ping-ponging back and forth like, man, why do you think this is? And one of the guys, I think, said something that was pretty interesting. He said, man, I think much of uh, college students are playing the comparison game. And so how much time the average college students, and we're even seeing, you know, you look younger into grade school, how, how much time they're spending on social media is astronomical. You know, it's, it's double digits easily, uh, upwards of 18 hours on social media. And so they're just sitting there and, and they're, they're looking at people only posting the, the best of their life, right? No one ever posts like the grim, uh, dark moments of their life on social media. And so all we ever see is everyone else's best. And uh, I think the reality of what happens is we, we just, we believe lies. And uh, you think about, man, how Jesus describes Satan, um, in John eight forty four, he says that when he speaks, that Satan, he speaks from his own character because he is a liar and the father of lies. And so, man, you want to become an expert at anything, you just got to do it longer than anybody else. And Jesus, and sorry, Satan has been lying to us longer than anybody else. Now, all the way back to the beginning of mankind in Genesis, he has been lying. And so, you know, why do, why do I think that college students struggle with anxiety? I think because we choose to believe lies. Uh, they sound really, really good, but they're just not. He's always lying to us about where life is found, um, and, and and we just believe him. We fall, we fall for it, and I think all of a sudden we begin to question things and we get anxious about life because we choose to believe his lies. I think it's just at, at its core one of the reasons that that college students is just uh, struggling with anxiety a ton these days. Yeah, man, I love what you're saying. Uh... Satan is the father of lies, right? And so anything that's coming from his mouth uh, is not true. Um, but the opposite is true of God. You know, God is a God of truth. Uh, Jesus describes himself as the way, the truth, and the life. Man, I don't think God wants to be disconnected from our anxiety. Uh, but how does God view anxiety? What is his perspective on it? You know, what are his thoughts when he sees us anxious about a test or date party or, you know, whatever is on our mind finances, what's going through God's mind? 
Yeah, I mean, First Peter 5, 7, uh, it says, cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And he goes in verse 8, he says this, this interesting piece that I think kind of goes back to the, the first thing I had mentioned. But he says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And so, uh, God, he cares about our anxieties. Like, he does not want to be distanced. He doesn't want to be far from us. No, that's the exact opposite of what's true of his character. He cares so much that it's the reason he came down from heaven, right? It's the reason that he sent his son Jesus uh, to pay the price for our penalty so that we could have an intimate, deep, anxious, free, joy-filled, purposeful life with God the Father. Um, and so, man, God cares about us. Uh, he cares about all of the things that we get anxious about. And I think one of the things that I've realized in my own anxieties, uh, and this took me some time to, to really understand, but I think often we take the, the earthly authority figures we have around us and we kind of put them, uh, if you would imagine, you know, if you put on some uh, glasses that have a rose or a colored lens, I think that's what we sometimes do with God. We put these earthly authority figure glasses on, and that's how we look at God. And so if we had a earthly authority figure in our life who was distant, who was aggressive, who was condescending, who was any of these things, then I think we're going to struggle viewing God as a God who cares, who's compassionate, who's near uh, who wants to sit with us in all of those things. And so for me, I had to some, some things had to be unraveled in my mind and understanding of who God was as a God who cares, as a good father who wants to take care of me, who wants to be near to me. I kind of saw God as this distant judge. The only time that we have a relationship is when I get in trouble, right? Because that was kind of true of some of the authority figures around me growing up. Now I, I see I see God's word and he says the opposite, right? He's I care for you. He wants us to bring our anxieties before him. And then he wants to remind us, hey, you, you you've got an enemy that he's he's speaking lies to you. He's trying to devour you. He, his his only goal is to steal, kill and destroy your life, but exactly what you said, Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the full. And so Man, God cares. Uh, he, he wants us to tell him about those things. And I love the promise of Isaiah 41.10. Um, he says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed. If you study that word, I think what you're going to see is, hey, don't be fearful. Don't be fretful. Don't don't anxiously gaze out and wonder and, and, and get all wrapped up in your mind. This is what what's happens when we face anxiety. We, we just get so wrapped up in our mind with these ideas uh, we start getting anxious, man. Will will I be able to make it? Will God provide? Will I make my grades? Will I have a job? Will my life be good? We get anxious about all these things. And he says, hey, you don't need to be afraid of that. For I am God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. And I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I don't know about you, Mo, but when I hear uh, God's word describe him in that way, I'm like, that's a God I trust. He's strong. He's mighty. He'll never turn his back on me. He's always with me. He'll uphold me. He'll take care of me. And so, man, I love that God's word speaks against the lies we believe. Uh, he cares about us and he'll always be with us. So good, dude. Seeing God not as earthly authority figures that we see all around us, but um, reminding us just who he is, his character, right? He cares for us. He's compassionate and gracious, loving, and he's God. 
man, he's authoritative. He is sovereign over every single aspect of our life. Um, those two combined, it's a great thing for us to remember when we're feeling anxiety uh, kind of swell in our minds and, and we can start to yeah. spiral. Man, as uh, Charlie is students are back on campus. You know, we said earlier, there's probably a, a wave of anxiety probably looming, right? Whenever there's a round of midterms, whenever dues are uh, due, whenever rent is due, um, man, there's just, there's always these seasons of anxiety that can kind of swell up. And so when we feel that growing pressure uh, of anxiety, uh, what can we do, dude? What does the Bible say about how we actually fight anxiety and how we kind of face it head on? Here's what I'll say. I'll use this word embrace. Um, I think we have to embrace some things. I think when when we get anxious, many of us we we embrace some things. We we turn to some things. We grab we grab hold of them, thinking, "Man, this will comfort me." I know for me, it's like, man, in the morning is when anxiety hits me, and I kind of grab that blanket and. Man, this comfort the 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 comforter and the it's warm, it's snuggly. I just want to curl over. If I can just go back to sleep, my anxieties will go away. Man, my, I got to get up out of bed. My feet got to hit the floor. I think for some, and it's a it's the Oreos. It's the sleeve of Oreos at night after a long day. They come home. I just want to eat the whole thing and then eat two of them and then the cookies and the you know for some it's a pizza for some it's it's getting on media and scrolling for they embrace something like they always run to this thing that try to kind of comfort their anxieties. Here's what I say. I think you gotta, you gotta, can't, you can't embrace that, but you gotta embrace a battle plan. Uh, and I think Jesus lays out a pretty clear battle plan for us in Matthew six, uh, where he speaks on anxiety. And here's what he says. Uh, he says, "Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing?" What Jesus does, I think, kind of in the beginning of this, is he identifies the anxieties that his his audience is experiencing, and, and they're anxious about material things. And if we were to sit down, me and and you, Mo, and and whoever is listening, and we go, "Hey, what are all the things you are anxious about?" I think what we would see is the vast majority. Of, I would say ninety nine maybe even north of 99.9% of the things that we get anxious about are material in nature. Uh, they're things that don't matter in light of eternity. I actually don't know if I've ever heard somebody say, man, I'm just so anxious about pleasing the Lord. I, I don't, you don't hear that a lot, but I hear people say, I'm anxious about my grades, my finances, my, you know, my social media or this and that. We get anxious about material things. And so what Jesus does, hey, just identify, write it down. What is the thing that you get anxious about? And then in verse 26 and 28, um, what he does is he begins to track down some of the lies. He says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? Uh, consider the lilies of the field that they, they grow, they neither toil or spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory, he wasn't arrayed like one of these. And what we see is Jesus begins to track down. He asks some why questions. I'm anxious about this. Well, why? Why are you anxious about that? And I think what he does is he's showing us, man, we're not, we're not rightly, we're not rightly viewing him as the God who's going to take care of those things. And so he tracks down the lie. Uh, Craig Rochelle in his book, Winning the Warring Mind, says, A lie believed as truth will affect you as if it were true. Uh I don't know a better way to put it. A lie believed as truth will affect you as if it were true. And so we got to track down what are the lies that we are believing. Uh, verse 30, he goes on, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, 
which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven? Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles, they seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And I love that last statement. you got a heavenly Father, and he knows what you need, and you need to remember that. All right, so identify the anxieties, track down the lies, and remember the truth. that you got a God who loves you, who cares about you, and who will meet you in every one of your needs. Now, how he meets you, I don't know. I can't say that, but I can say the scripture is true. He knows what you need, and he'll meet you. Uh, and the last thing he says in verse 33, says, instead, the contrasting statement, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And so pray, pray. Remember to, to cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. We pray, we seek God when we get anxious. Um, Philippians 4, 6-7 affirms the same thing. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the beautiful promise of it and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I love it, Mo. Jesus gives us a battle plan, and then he doesn't leave us hopeless. He gives us a promise. Hey, I'm going to meet you with peace. I will reign in your mind and your heart with peace. You're not alone in your anxieties. So we have a a plan that we need to work. We need to embrace it, and we need to put it into practice. And, man, we're going to experience more and more freedom from anxiety. Bro, I love that. Identify the anxiety, you know, figuring out what's the lie, and then kind of refute it with truth. and then bring that anxiety to God in prayer. It's so good. Well, man, as we wrap up um, real quick, are there any resources uh, that you want to, man, provide to the people uh, if anybody is is looking to explore the topic of anxiety uh, and what God has to say about it a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's tons of podcasts out there. You can probably click anxiety on a on a podcast search and, and get tons of stuff. But I was talking with a, a guy I respect a ton, about this. And he's like, man, I think what we need in, in our society more is long process. I was like, dude, that is so good. And so long process, it's reading, right? Uh, it takes a lot longer to read a chapter of a book, but it gives you the space to, to process some things, right? Man, I've heard friends pull up and they're listening to podcasts on 1.25 speed. And I'm definitely, I'm of that. I do that. But I think reading some books, so I'd give you two books. Uh, one is Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Rochelle. I've read it. It's a, it's a phenomenal book. It's super practical. Uh, he'll walk you through steps to fighting anxiety along the way. And then Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. Uh, for all you girls out there listening, uh, phenomenal book. Highly recommend that one as well. Hey, the last thing I would say is we're not professionals. Uh, I, you know, I can't give you all the ins and outs. we got 15 minutes, 20 minutes on a podcast. But uh, here's the reality. I think that a lot of us, and I would say the vast majority of us are all dealing with anxiety. And for some, it's more uh, its more than others, right? For for some of us, it's moderate anxiety. It, it's not that it's not real. No, it's very real and it's really affecting you, but it's just moderate. I think that some listening, your anxiety is, is, is deeper. If we were to see professionals, they would say it's on a clinical realm. Like you have clinical anxiety and you need to go see a counselor. And for this, I would tell you, find the the most godly person you know and ask him, hey, who's a counselor, a Christian counselor in our community that you could get me connected to? And you need to go see him. And 
I would tell you this, I went and saw a counselor uh, last year and it was one of the best things I ever did. It was so freeing for me to be able to walk into, into his office and I could vomit my anxieties and all of my problems on his, on his table, you know, quote unquote, could vomit them, could just spit them out. And what he did is he had to sift through it all. And there were some things in my mind I just didn't understand. I couldn't process on my own. But man, somebody, a good sounding board who has a, a biblical base and biblical foundation was able to help me process that. And so it was so freeing for me. I would encourage even all the listeners, man, at some point, go see a counselor. Uh, it's a great thing. It's one of God's great gifts to us is godly counseling. Awesome. Well, Charlie, thanks for being here with us, man, on the SMC Dallas podcast. We appreciate you, dude. Absolutely, man, Mo. Thanks so much for uh, having me on. Listeners, we hope that this was helpful for y'all. Hey, if it was, subscribe, tell a friend, and we'll see y'all next time on the SMC Dallas podcast.